Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Tuesday, April the 20th, Tuesday of the third week of Easter. And our reading this morning comes to us by way of a continuation of the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 7, verses 51 through chapter 8, verse 1. <clears throat> That's Acts 7, 51 through verse 8, verse, uh, chapter 8, verse 1. And we encounter in this particular episode from Acts of the Apostles two familiar people, uh, one named Stephen and one named Saul. And in this particular passage, uh, Stephen is now addressing the people, the elders, and the scribes. And he has a rather direct message for them. And it's a message that comes through the Holy Spirit. Uh, and we all need the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, especially in our own times, in our own time, when we need uh, people of courage. The word courage comes from the word heart to speak from the heart, which is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Each and every one of us is a tabernacle, a place where the Holy Spirit dwells. And we are called each day to open our hearts. And for the Bible, from the perspective of the Bible, heart is not uh, associated with romance and sentiment and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, it is the center of our being, the very core of who and what we are. So to speak from the heart means from the depth of our being. And that's where the Holy Spirit dwells and speaks to us each and every day. And Stephen addresses the people, and um, it's uh, not going to be, uh, let me please you and uh, win your favor. He says, you stiff-necked people. Well, automatically, you know, uh-oh. Uh, he's not out to win friends and influence people. Uncircumcised in heart and ears. Uh, that is, your hearts are still hard and closed, and in your ears, you will not truly listen to what Almighty God in the Holy Spirit is telling you is the truth. You're always opposing the Holy Spirit, as your fathers did. Uh, was there any prophet that your fathers did not persecute? All of the prophets were killed between the altar and the sanctuary. That's, that's the fate of the prophet. The prophet doesn't receive adulation, because the prophet doesn't tell us what we want to hear. The prophet tells us what we need to hear through the Holy Spirit. And in their day, they put to death those who foretold the coming of the just one, Jesus. And now you, in turn, have become his betrayers and murderers. You who receive the law through the ministry of angels have not observed it. Now, needless to say, again, this is not probably going to get you invited back to the cocktail party or to the parish gathering. 
when you speak like that. Because the last thing that those who are complacent, those who are in power, those who are very comfortable, they want to hear is the truth. And people say, well, isn't Jesus about bringing comfort uh, to the troubled? Yes, but Jesus is also very clear about troubling the comfortable. And uh, Stephen, in the Holy Spirit, is troubling the comfortable of his time. Those who listened to his words, they were stung to the heart. They were strung in the core of their being because there's something about truth that when it hits you, especially if it's something you don't want to listen to, it has a stinging, piercing uh, feeling. Stephen, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked at the sky and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at God's right hand. He was granted this vision. Look, he exclaimed. He said, I see an opening in the sky and the Son of Man standing at God's right hand. The onlookers, that is, all those who were there, the religious establishment, the crowd, uh, the onlookers who are shouting aloud, holding their hands over their ears as they did so. We don't want to hear this. We don't want to listen. You can always say, we didn't hear. We didn't know. They rushed at him as one man, dragged him out of the city, and began to stone him. It's always the reaction of the world. It's always the reaction of those who are comfortable and self-satisfied. Not satisfied in God. They're satisfied in themselves, in their achievements, in their, in their comfortable beliefs that they're very good and right and everything else is wrong and everyone is wrong. The witnesses, meanwhile, were piling their cloaks, cloaks at the feet of a young man named Saul. Yes, Saul was the leader. Saul, the leader of this particular uh, stoning of the first Christian martyr, St. Stephen. And as Steve, Stephen was being stoned, he could be heard praying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He fell to his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And with that, he died. We see here clearly the imitation of Christ. Jesus on the cross says, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Saul says, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And in the Gospel of St. Luke, Jesus says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And these are the very words of St. Stephen. Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And with that, he died. Saul, for his part, concurred in the act of killing. Now this Saul, of course, uh, granted he was acting out of his motivation which he believed to be true and correct and proper as he was trained and raised uh, a Hebrew of Hebrew stock a Pharisee a person of the law committed to the law 
Uh, he thought it was his duty, his obligation. So he acted out of, out of a commitment, but he had not yet made that transition to the new law, the law of Jesus Christ. Christ was the Messiah, is the Messiah, is the Savior. But God is not finished with him. He will meet the Lord Jesus on the way to Damascus, on the way to bring others to be persecuted and killed, tortured. And he meets the Lord Jesus in that vision on the road to Damascus, knocked to the ground by the light, who is Christ. And Saul will become Saint Paul, the great evangelizer to the Gentiles and to the whole world. The ministry of preaching and proclaiming Christ and being crucified and risen to the whole world. The persecutor has become a proclaimer. And this is done in the Holy Spirit through Almighty God. We see in St. Stephen someone who in the face of persecution and stoning, stoning him to death, he does not give in to hatred. He does not give in to violence and retribution, payback. He overcomes all of that with the only power that overcomes that kind of evil, the divine love, as exemplified first and fully and completely and perfectly by Jesus Christ on the cross. Not calling down the angels from heaven to destroy everyone and everything, but to transform by the power of love. In our own lives, we may find ourselves persecuted, especially in this, in this time and world in which we live in. The Christian is under enormous attack from the evil one, using people and events as instruments, some willing, some unwilling. Yes, there are those who willingly want to stir up racial, ethnic, national, socioeconomic division and hatred among peoples. We see it so much in our country today, if we're honest. And that is really the work of the evil one. And from the heart, we must pray for them. We must pray that the Holy Spirit will touch them and that they will open themselves to receive the Holy Spirit. Not through condemnation, not through vengeance, but through the divine love, which alone drives out all fear, drives out the evil one, and indeed advances God's covenant, God's new covenant in Christ of light and life. It's very difficult to pray for those who persecute you. Bless those who say all manner of evil against you. For they have done that to the prophets. They did it to Jesus. They did it to Stephen. And in our own time, throughout the world, Christians and people of religious faith are being persecuted in various countries and places and in our own country as well, if we're honest. 
But Lord, do not hold the sin against them. Because Saul, Saul, with his murderous threats, his participation in leading in the killing of Stephen, and in bringing others to be persecuted and without killed, he met the Lord Jesus. So persecutors can become proclaimers. It's God's design, not according to earthly ways and earthly measures, not according to how we might feel justice, that we might hope that God will destroy them. God is not about destruction. God is about redemption. God is about con not condemnation, but reconciliation and forgiveness. It's difficult. It's much easier to say, okay, destroy them. Silence them. Throw them in prison and throw away the key. That's easy compared to pray for them for they know not what they do. Do not hold their sin against them. To pray for mercy and forgiveness to be extended to the very people who are persecuting us. That's, we can't do it by ourselves. You, you think about that and you say, well, who can do that? Not, not on our own. None of us has that kind of grace, that kind of strength. And God sends us the Holy Spirit to dwell into our hearts, into that tabernacle that God has set for us, each and every one of us, a tabernacle. We are that living temple, that tabernacle, that church. And within us is that sacred space where God speaks to us. If only we listen, not cover our ears, not have a heart of stone, bronze and steel, but a heart of flesh, a heart that is welcoming and responsive to the indwelling Holy Spirit. So today we are in need of courage. The church and each individual Christian and Catholic in his and her, mine and yours, Daily, daily activities and places where we live proclaim that Jesus is Lord. We don't need to thump the Bible and shout and yell. It's often in the very quiet, ordinary ways in which we live our life. The Holy Spirit is working in us and through us. Yes, there may be stones and persecution. There may be condemnation. That's, that's not surprising. That's the way the world acts. That's the instruments of the evil one. But may we more and more open ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Speak to us, Holy Spirit. Guide us in our thoughts, our words, and our actions so that we may be one with Stephen, one with the Saul who becomes Paul and proclaim each day that Jesus is Lord. And when we face opposition 
And when we face resistance from the world, as we will, may we also be one with Jesus on the cross and Stephen as he is stoned. Receive our spirit, almighty God, and do not hold these sins against them. But in your infinite mercy and compassion, grant them forgiveness, and through the Holy Spirit, may persecutors become your vessels and your proclaimers. God bless you, and may you live this day in courage through the indwelling Holy Spirit as you go about your day living and proclaiming that Jesus Christ is Lord. God bless you.